Hello everyone and welcome to the Virtual Cafe. I'm your host, Shagilala Salami. Uh, what can I get you today? I think I'll go for the, a double shot espresso, please. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so what was your name? Uh, my name is Reggie. Reggie Padin. Okay, hi Reggie. Uh, and what would you like to have with your drink? Mm, what type of pastries do you have? I have done today, normally I bake a cake, but okay. today I've wow. done something that seems to have different names in different places. So um, the one I baked yesterday, well the one, it was, it's more like a fried dumpling. Um, yeah, so uh, someone calls it, I think in the Caribbean, the college festival. Um, so yes, that's what I've got at the moment. Um, but then I've also got what else have I got? Now I'm just having a quick look. I've got half a cake, uh, half a whole cake of uh, Oreo cake left. I seem to like to make Oreo cakes, because well, I love Oreos. A slice of the Oreo cake, please. Perfect. Okay, we'll send the little human to get get onto it uh, with a nice pudgy pudgy belly. Um, who's next, please? Hi, I'm Debbie Begay. I'm a New York Times best-selling author of uh, 50 books. I'm, Whoa! Yes. <laughs> I'm most famous for the Wicked series and the Psalm 23 series, and I would love a Coca-Cola. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, what would you like to have with your Coke? If you have Cheez-Its, I'll take them, because I use those to write together. You, you, you want what? Cheez-Its. Oh, right, okay. Uh, no, no, no. on them. <laughs> no, no. Would you like the cake or would you like the dumplings? Oh, I'll take the cake. Okay, that's perfect. So we'll get the little human um, to get off her nice pudgy behind um, and leave her fruit shoots and go. So she does take a bit of time, so I hope you're not in a hurry. That's fine. <laughs> okay, now that's fine. But, Debbie, I'm just amazed... 50 books. How long have you been writing? Uh, well, I've been writing since I was a kid. I've been publishing since 2002. Whoa. So on average, how many books do you write a year then? <laughs> Seems like a lot. Um, probably four or five. Oh, okay. That's all right, man. Because when you said 50, <laughs> I was like, whoa. That's, that's definitely a lot. That's something that a lot of people um, aspire to. Uh, I set a target uh, myself because um, I only started writing less than a year ago and I've said to myself that this time next year I would like to have as close to 10 books as possible published. So that's my target. So I'm still a lifetime away from, from 50. Um, but that is well, me. Can I, How about and I guess you, I have 49 to go. I I guess I have 49 to go. It's my very first book. Oh, wow. oh right. So okay. I'm very, the, the 50 sounds very impressive. It does. Well, it, it's, a, it's a lot of hard work, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, later this year, my 52nd book will come out, so I'll have one oh, book wow. for the year. Yeah. Wow. That's excellent. Thank you. Right. When did you first become a bestseller? Uh, in 2009. Uh, Ironically, my very first book series uh, that I did with Nancy Holder called uh, Wicked uh, had been out of print mostly for uh, seven years, and then uh, someone at Barnes & Noble decided to champion it, and suddenly it became a bestseller. So it was pretty awesome. Wow. 
Wow. Because why I was asking is there seems to be this, um, what's the word now, this rumor, statistic, whatever you call it, right, that the average time frame that it takes an author to become a quote-unquote overnight bestseller is about 10 years. So that's why I was asking. So yeah. you've, you've done that in, what, seven years? Yes. Well done. Thank you. But, well, uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was a surprise. It was awesome. Oh, good, good, good. So well, um, apart give, from... Sorry, go on. No, it gives hope so to the rest of us to uh, to shoot for something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Having read your book, then you should be shooting for something like that. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, cool. So apart from the person at Barnes & Noble, you know, sort of championing your book, did you have to do anything to get it to bestseller, or did it just sort of take a life of its own? It took a life of its own. I mean, it really did. And it was, a. Uh, in fact, the day that the editor... Uh, called me and to congratulate me that I made the New York Times bestseller list. I was sitting there going, and I'm sitting there trying to think which books I have with that publishing house. Finally I said, for which book? You know? <laughs> and he said, Wiki, and I went, what? <laughs> so it was, it was pretty funny. It was actually also the first time I'd ever heard his voice because usually I don't talk on the phone with my editors. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. So, um, Reggie, you, um, you said you've got one book, but you didn't. What's the title? It's um, the, the the title of the book is "Get Out of the Dumpster," uh, and um, you know that I'm not I'm not a full time writer. I, I I'm a I'm an educator. I'm the dean of a corporate university during the day. Okay. And a um, an adjunct professor at night, and now I've become you know I've, I've developed a a sort of an interest, passion for for writing, and I wanted to get I wanted to get my story, at least the part of my story, out, and that's why I, I chose to wrote the write the book. No oh, right, okay, interesting, interesting. So we've got you know, so okay, tell us, tell us, what's your book about? What what exactly? What's the story behind it? Well, the the story is um, basically it's a it's my um, experience of how to overcome limitations. Okay. You know, when I was a younger a younger man, I, I decided to um, drop out of school and I made the wrong choices, which you know I ended up um, doing you know odd jobs here and there, and finally I, I landed uh, I guess it, it, at that at that point it was a dream job mm -hmm. uh, because it was like a, a permanent job. It was a custodial custodial job at a company which I didn't know they were going out of business. And right. so, because, because they were going out of business, they couldn't they couldn't pay the waste management company to come in and and pick up the garbage. And mm. so I I was given the task of um, pulling the the company truck, uh, the box truck, through every single dumpster around the company and haul garbage by hand and take it to the landfill, and and deposit it there. And I had to do that in the middle of the summer, uh, you know, chest deep in inside a dumpster was not was not pleasant. Mm -hmm. So I des I decided that I needed to do something with my life, and and I I you know I I laid it out in in the book. You know I had to change my mind about what I wanted, and had a different mindset, and create a plan, and execute the plan, and 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 shoot for excellence. And and little by little, I started um, I started getting out of the dumpster, and I, I and I you know I've I've accomplished uh, quite a bit since then. Yeah, definitely. What I and, but what I but what I realized is that 
that's just one dumpster. Everybody faces, you know, their own their own dumpsters, their own dumpster moments that we need to overcome as well. So it doesn't apply just to a physical dumpster. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, interesting. Well, you've definitely come a long way um, from oh, sure. from a dumpster to being a dean. That's amazing. I think a lot of people would aspire to that. Um, okay, and so your book um, basically just has tells that story. Yeah, I tell the story and, and the steps. I think the principles. Um, so it's not a biography. Um, okay. So but, but it, it, it definitely it definitely gives up the, the the steps that I've taken and that I do take even even up to this day to get out of my particular dumpster moments. Mm, mm. Okay, okay, right. Now before we even sort of go into your book uh, more, um, I think you know if you've ever listened to any of the previous episodes, you know, of the Shakalala Salami Show, you know that one of one thing that um, the other guests, uh, a lot of the other guests who have come here have been, you know, big fans of um, uh, reviews. Um, but one thing we haven't covered is the need for editorial reviews. I mean, what are your thoughts on editorial reviews? Well, you know, I, um, I, I self-published, and so I guess that the, the, uh, the process is a little differently for self-published authors. And mm. um, my, my, but I do aspire though to go the, you know through the regular through the regular uh, traditional route as well. So I'm I am all for it. Um, the reason why I self-publish is because I didn't want to wait. I felt like I wanted to get my message out there. Mm. And um, but eventually, even with this book, maybe in in, in a second edition, um, I will I will probably submit it to to a, a, a traditional publishing house. And, and go through the, I guess the, tra the traditional um, um, steps of um, of publishing a book. No, 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 no. What I mean are services like Kirkus Reviews and Forward Reviews. Um, you know, they they are paying services. Um, so I guess I'm asking, would you consider, if you haven't already, uh, would you consider taking out a paid re um, editorial review for your book? Because a lot of times people or these companies rave about the reviews that they, you know, they provide, and it's almost like, well, if they give your book a favorable review, then maybe people would, you know, would consider your book a bit more. Oh, okay, I got it. Talking about uh, critic reviews. Uh, critic reviews. Okay, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't really thought about it. I haven't thought about it. I haven't given it thought. I mean, I, I'm thinking again the, um, the, the, the very, the self-publishing, self-promoting um, avenue. But I'm, I would be more than open to to explore that 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 other option as well. Okay. What about you, Debbie? I mean, you're you're uh, you're sort of more established, and you've been in the industry significantly longer. Uh, what are your thoughts about you know sort of page reviews from services like Kirkus and Forward? Well, uh, for the most part, publishers handle that kind of work, which is nice, um, okay. and uh, it, it can be helpful, especially like. Uh, I mean, not all those services are paid. A lot of them are just, you know, honest critic reviews that are trying to, you know, they put together magazines for different organizations or whatever. So, like, if you can get, like, in school library journal and get reviewed well, uh, that helps you get libraries buying your book, you know, so that it's very helpful depending on which audiences you're targeting. Um, and, like, for example, uh, uh, in 2000, uh, 2010, uh, one of my Psalm 23 books, I Shall Not Want, 
was named like a top ten uh, religious fiction of the year. Okay. Uh, by book list. And so things like that are uh, can actually be incredibly helpful. And uh, Romantic Times is another big one that likes to review anything that has even a touch of romance, even if that's not the point of the story. But uh, yeah, there, there, it can be helpful. It's not the end all, be all, and uh, it, it's not. A, it will not kill you if you don't have them. But it will certainly, you know, if you have positive ones, it can be helpful. Yeah. And for and for some and for somebody who's uh, self-published, do you do you think it would be beneficial? I think, you think you're looking for for your uh, genre or the crowd you're trying to reach, or if you like, say, if you want to, you know, target a certain group of individuals you're looking at to buy the book, but you have to make sure that you have really crossed all your teeth, dotted your eyes, and that everything looks pristine. You know, the 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 grammar, everything, because if you send them something that doesn't that doesn't look completely polished. That will kill you. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So, okay, let's, so maybe I should then be a bit more specific, right? So when I started, you know, then I saw, because um, I think if you use Create Space, I don't know if Create Space are linked with Kirkus, but they seem to always um, push Kirkus as a reviewer, and I know that a lot of self-published authors use Create Space. So in your... Experience or research or personal opinion. Um, what do you think about taking out a paid review with a company like Kirkus? Was that a question to me or Debbie? Either of you. Oh. Well, okay. I mean, again, for me, it, you know, for me, it, I, 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 I decided at least for this um, first go around not to, not to go in that direction. Um, but um, you know, perhaps in, in 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 the second revision of the book, and probably in, in subsequent books, I, I will definitely look into it. You know, I guess I guess my my goal at some point is to be is to be published by a traditional publisher, and like Debbie said, maybe that's something that they take care of. Right. Okay. Well. Okay. So, what about you, Debbie? Uh, I think it's fine. Um, Especially if you're going to get an honest review. I mean, it's kind of like an oxymoron. It's like if you're paying for it, you want it to be nice, but you know that doesn't help you. Uh, you want the review to at least uh, be, you know, have a sense of legitimacy to it, obviously. So, I mean, I think it's fine if people want to do that. And um, I have published Great Space, and I've never seen them pushing Kirkus on the the back end. So. No, no, it's not not pushing like when you're setting up. But if you go through one of their, um, you know, they have links to maybe like promotional things and further resources. So it's one of the ones that I think I saw, unless maybe I I didn't see it properly. But that was the first time I heard about. Um, Kirkus was via a link on Create Space. Um, so, but would you recommend that authors take out a paid review service? Is it worth it? I, I would recommend ahead of before I'd recommend that. I would recommend that they would do giveaways and advertisements on Goodreads. Okay. So, what is the advantage? So, Kirkus and the likes of them. They are thriving. So obviously they are doing something good. What exact do you know? Because I don't know. 
do you know what the advantage of using them is? I mean, obviously, we, you know, for self-published authors who do not have the budget, it's ideal to, like you said, you know, do giveaways and, you know, connect with people and build your author platform. Um, but then sometimes people are a bit confused if they should even bother with investing in, you know, editorial reviews or critical reviews. Um, so if they've done all the things that they should do, you know, beforehand, they've gotten their books to be the best version that they can make it be, you know, professional illustrators, proofreader, editors, you know, have gone through, you know, the meat grinder, like Smash Ritz would say several times, and, you know, it's been the absolute best that it can be. All the reviewers and beta readers and early readers, everybody says it's an absolutely lovely book. At that point, is it worth the author, self-published author, then contacting or taking out a paid service from someone like Kirkus or Forward. Is it worth I, it? I would say it's only worth it if you are literally targeting getting your book into libraries. If you're right. trying to get your book into libraries, by all means do it. If you're not trying to get your book into libraries, then uh, focus on getting more readers because readers who are just going to go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble and buy your book, they're not interested so much in the critics' reviews as what other readers are saying, which is why Goodreads is invaluable. Mm. But libraries and institutions who are looking to buy books will look at the, uh, the, the established critical critic channels, you know. It's kind of the difference between the, the movie critics who work for newspapers and they get paid for it versus, you know, being able to go on Rotten Tomatoes and see what other people like you think. Mm. Interesting. That makes sense now. Okay, so then that moves me on to my next question is, now, I've messed around with, you know, the Kirkhurst website once, not a long, a long time ago, not something that I've done recently. And maybe my question is no longer valid because maybe they've changed things. But as of the last time that I read, went through their website, um, they were saying that they give you the review and they can, and it's up to you what to do with it, so to speak. So they don't actively promote it. Uh, they don't actively promote your review. If you don't like the review, you can have to not publish it, or if I'm not mistaken, they might publish it on their website. But that's about it. They don't really do much else with it. Their work is to just publish or to just write the review. And what you do with it is then totally up to you. Am I still correct that that's why I got some of the books completely wrong? Like I say, given that I don't handle that part of the, the publishing world, I'm thinking that's true because when I get reviewed by Kirkus or somebody else, and usually I've been reviewed by them before they were a paid service, so you know okay. it, it's one of those things. But when you get a review from somebody, school library journal or whatever comes in, your editor will send you the review, and then your edit your editor will and internally in the publishing company they're going to handle pulling out the excerpts that they want and putting those on Amazon, putting those on Barnes and Noble, you know, wherever they're they're planning on selling the book. Mm, mm. Okay. Right. So okay, so what advice um, I mean Reggie has said he will consider it for his next book because he's got one book and he's not some you know some consider it yeah. So today you're our resident expert. Um, and I'm hoping to get as much out of your brain as, as I can. <laughs> um, so it definitely does make sense now because, you know, the other time I saw a group on Goodreads where they were debating about, you know, reviews and whether or not it's worth doing um, 
an editorial one. Um, so it's quite interesting, you know, to then sort of have this clear cut definition, for lack of a better way to, to say it, the way you've done, that if someone is just is not going to approach libraries, then it's definitely worth focusing your attention and your resources on getting more readers' reviews. But then if you're going to, you know, get your book to be considered by libraries and institutions, then it is worth doing that because I guess it's an independent professional reviews and professionals consider professionals rather than professionals considering um, end users. So that that makes sense. Exactly. That that definitely makes a lot of sense. So I guess the next question mm -hmm. now would be, what do you do once you know you've you've done that? Because for instance, like one of my books are listed with um, my local library um, and. I think it was sort of from the back end of me doing a book reading um, with them. So I guess, you know, we will then have to then come back to this discussion another day. So we'll say editorial reviews part one. Consider editorial reviews if you're going to be targeting institutions. So now then the next thing is to try and figure out is once you've gotten those editorial reviews, how do you get it to those institutions to see and take note? Well, the librarians and uh, buy, buyers for libraries and uh, things of that nature, they're already reading those, those uh, publications. They already know who's getting reviewed, what the reviews are. It's not like you can send something to them that they're, you know, to get their attention because they're already aware. Right, okay. So, Kirk, do they publish it on their own magazine? Pardon me? Kirkus, for instance, do they publish all their reviews in their own magazine? Jip, I'm I can't honestly remember. I know they they publish every. I think they publish everything on their website. I don't I ah. don't remember what the different formats they use are because, like I said, usually I'm just usually I don't have to go looking because somebody yes. has a review. <laughs> yes, no, that that makes sense. Um, that that makes that makes a lot of sense. So I'm just going to. Give give them a quick um, look. Okay, so be that be that as it may. Um, thanks for that. It's quite quite useful. Um, it's something that I that I've never really known what the point of um, of doing or not doing. Um, but it definitely makes a lot of sense. And I guess in a way, if they're going to be publishing it, or however way they do publish it, and if it can get more eyes on on a book, then it's definitely worth. Um, the, the effort. Um, okay, so I'm just on the Kirkus website, so if you're ever interested, um, for Indies, it's going to be kirkusreviews.com forward slash indie hyphen um, reviews. Um, so if you, if you wanted to give it, give it um, a, a shot, um, because they do have uh, the, the service and yes, they do hmm, book reviews published last year. Last year, Kirkus did 10,000 book reviews, which they, they published, which is quite interesting. And they've got 55,000. And they've also got a magazine circulation as well. Okay, so that, that, that's, that, that sort of gives the answer to that question. Um, okay, so Debbie, did you read Reggie's book? I think you said you read Reggie's book. I am halfway through it, which is very high praise because I don't have time to read. So, uh, <laughs> the, the I, I feel I, very honored. 
<laughs> yeah, yes. I mean, I, I don't read my friends' books. I mean, it, it's just very sad because I'm too busy. But um, I started reading it, and I'm like, this is this is really fascinating stuff. I was very impressed. Remind us again, what's the title? It's um, Get get Out of the Dumpster. Ah, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So what did you think of it, Debbie? I liked it. Uh, I thought he had a very clear-cut writing style. Uh, very easy to follow. Um, the humor was appreciated. I liked his call-outs of uh, quotes by uh, different people regarding the different chapters that he did in the, the title pages of the chapters. I also liked the steps that he laid out. I got through all nine steps. I thought that was awesome. I also thought it was interesting because most um, most books that are looking to help you improve your life, uh, they would stretch out those nine steps a lot further than he did. So I thought it was fascinating that he gave them so so clearly up front, and I figured this is a different way to do it. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm very curious to see what the last half of the book is then. I think it's probably going to deal more with like implementing and you know stuff. Yes. But yes. yeah, it was it was very it was a very good read. It was a very easy read, which is which is how I've made it that far so quickly. And uh, I did. Um, there were several phrases that I literally had to stop and go, huh? Maybe I'll have to write write that down and post it on my wall so I can stare at it every time I need to. <laughs> You know, and, and, and my again, I'm not I'm not a, a I wouldn't consider myself a professional writer, um, but I did I did want when I was writing this book I, I dedicated the book to my children. I have four uh, four children, and um, and when I wrote it, I wrote it with that with that intention that it would be an easy read, um, that people can go you know get through this um, as fast as possible. And that each each um, each of those chapters would stand on its own. So you know, because probably, you know, you don't need to to um, you know change your mindset, right? That's one of the one of the chapters. Yeah. Maybe maybe somebody's issue is um, executing a plan, or 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 focusing on excellence, or you know, looking for a mentor or, or a partner or a coach. And so that's why that's why I laid out the book the the way that I did. Oh, cool. Right, okay, so I always like to ask this, and I, I like to play devil's advocate, because I think in everything there's always um, room for improvement. So for the bit that you've read, Debbie, what part did you not like, or how could the, what do you think the author could have done differently? I'm not sure if it's just what uh, I was looking at. I had hold of a PDF. But um, so I don't know if this is true. If I had actually had the book in my hand as opposed to just the PDF, but there were um, some difficulties with uh, page layout. So like I said, I don't know if that's in the print version or if it was just the uh, the e version I was looking at. But there were there were times when uh, space line spacing went awry or um, the initial the initial uh, letter in each chapter was. Uh, Enlarged, which is a standard thing to do, but it would sometimes overlap other texts. So there was some okay. difference in reading it smoothly, and that was what I was uh, changed. But like I said, I don't know if that is how the print version actually looks, or if it was just something that kind of got lost in translation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I'd be more than, I'd be more than, Debbie, I would be more than happy to send you a um, a print copy. Oh, that would be awesome. Thank you. 
Uh, I think I have your email. I'll email you my address afterwards. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's very sweet of you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yay! I like it when good things happen on the show. <laughs> Yay! And by the way, I mean the 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 whole project. I I I did the whole project except with the exception exception of the uh, the cover art that that I paid for, and um, I paid for um, not not a not an army of editors. I think it went through um, three rounds of editing. Oh wow! And, and, I, and I know, but I know that um, for for you know traditionally published books, I mean there's there's several rounds. I mean of of editing that it that it goes through. Um, hmm. And even even for the e version, I did that I did that myself. So there may be there may be some definitely a room for improvement there. Hmm. You you just need a, a good copy editor. Mm -hmm. yeah, you don't you don't need a a um. There, well, there's two types of editing. There's editing where they say, you know, they they look at the large scale and say, well, this doesn't make sense, or you should move this chapter here or do that, or you should. Uh, explain this concept more fully or I don't think this section works for you at all. You know, the people uh -huh. that look at the macro, you don't need one of those. You need okay. a copy editor who looks at the micro and tells you um, the grammar is screwed up in this sentence or you okay. repeated yourself a couple of times on the same page. You know, you need someone who's going to go through and basically, you know, be the human spell and grammar checker. But they are, they're also very good because they can tell you, you know, hey, you contradicted yourself, you know, from page two to page fourteen, and I don't think you meant to, or okay. you used this same phrase five times in the same paragraph, and that's, you know, that's not going to help you. Sure, sure, sure. But yeah, you don't you don't need a macro editor. You just you just need a, a copy I'm editor. Like, copy editor. Okay. Okay, fabulous, fabulous. Thank you so much. Um, and we've we've come to that end of the of the of the show. It's been an absolute pleasure um, having you both on the show. Um, Debbie, if someone wants to con connect with you, and I'm still in awe that you've got 50 books published. Like, well done. It was just amazing. <laughs> 50 books, wow. But yes, okay, I, I will come down. If people want to connect with you, what is the best way to do it? Are you on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram? Where are yep. you? I'm on, I have a website, www.debbievigay.com, D-E-B-B-I-E-V-I-G-U-I-E. And uh, I'm also on Twitter, uh, Twitter, you know, Debbie Vigay, and on Facebook, author Debbie Vigay. Excellent. Perfect. And how about you, Reggie? Um, I'm very. It's it's very simple for me. It's um, um, reggiepadine.com, and all my information all my information is there. As well as if they go to um, my Amazon page, um, that you know all my information is there as well. Okay. What was that website again? It's uh, uh, reggiepadine. R e g g i e p a d i n. dot com. Perfect. And probably the, the easiest way is uh, Amazon.com, and if they look for Get Out of the Dumpster, um, I have all my information in there. Okay, that's that's perfect. When was Get Out of the what, Dumpster published? Um, it went out to publish uh, April, April of this year. Okay, so not too long ago. Not too long. No, and it's been doing. I mean, it's been doing. It's been doing quite well. I've been been very pleasantly surprised. Oh, good. Congrats. Um, I like it when good things happen. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, and hopefully I will see you both again sometime in the not-too-distant future. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for the invite.
Yes, okay then. Speak to you again. And uh, thanks, listeners, for joining us on the Shagilola Salami Show. Thanks now. Bye. Bye. Bye bye.